The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, James and Betty talk with Sheila Walsh about issues of concern for the church and our future role as followers of Christ. Here's to me what I think potentially the danger is. I think that resonates with people you think, yeah, I have seen that trying to be a kingmaker, so I'll just do nothing. And I think that we are in danger at the church at the moment of forgetting who we are and whose we are. And we think, I don't want to be part of this at all. And we just abdicate our responsibility. Welcome to this program. I can't even put in words effectively how excited I am about the fact that we're here with you and uh, with a very special friend and a team member, uh, one of our family of uh, Life Outreach and Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty's here. Sheila Walsh is here. And Sheila, I mean, I feel like we've been family a long time. I do too. But I think right now we just kind of, you know, they're the body parts in Christ's body that have direct connections like this part and this part. And then there's this part down here, indirect, mm -hmm. all submitted to the head. This thing can function pretty well. Yeah. And I think what happened is God brought us into a direct connection. It's kind of been developing. And it's very obvious that we share common concerns that we think are concerns to God. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things I love about you and Betty is that you have this heart and vision that is bigger than just, um, okay, how can we minister to your spiritual needs? How can we minister to your financial struggles? How can we pray for you? You have this global vision where, to me, it's the heart of Christ, where we care for somebody physically and we care for them spiritually. Mm. And, and also, James, God has given you this 2020 vision for seeing what's going on in the nation. For most of us, I think we think, what on earth is going on? Mm. But God has given you a clarity of vision to be able to speak to that, and we really need it. You know, I've tried to tell our viewers, and Robert Morris has written a book on tuning into the frequency on hearing God, which we've told you about. And, and we try to help you understand you can hear God. And I've made this statement several times, and I don't want you to think it's mystical or, you know, weird spiritual. It's just simply the truth. God will talk over us mm -hmm. when someone else is talking. You'll hear him. He even talks over me when I'm talking and I hear him. When you were talking right then about this vision of the world, here, here's what I heard, and, and I would almost want you to sing it because we don't dare let me sing it because <laughs> everyone would turn, change channels wisely. But he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. And then this phrase came, because I've got the whole world on my heart. Hmm. Very much on my heart. I want it in my hands. And I think that we see that that is his desire. Mm -hmm. And he wants the best for everyone. And right now in our nation, it's a, it's a nation of frustration and confusion. Would you not agree that the, what you're watching, even in a presidential campaign, is almost beyond imagination? And then the tension that could create riots mm -hmm. that are almost spontaneous and insane. There doesn't even seem to be any rhyme or reason for why it's going on. And right now the stage is set for someone just to sound a charge and total chaos. 
whether it's racial tension or ethnicity or, or social division and, and, and economic standards or needs. It's just, it's just chaos. And I want you to listen to the Word of God because this, this is just so important. Please just listen. I mean, this is God talking. And, and Isaiah is writing him. The Lord's hand is not so short it can't save, nor his ear so dull he can't hear. But our iniquities have separated between us and our God. We have been cut off from the hands of God taking action, moving mountains if necessary, because we have been separated from him because of our sin. This goes for the church. Even the indifference of people not being informed about what's going on and not seeming to care about their neighbor or their brother and like handing all of the responsibilities off to a new Caesar, a new Pharaoh, not Uncle Sam, but now a replacement for Father God. It's, it's absolute foolishness. And then for people to even believe that any person or party can correct the ills without dealing with our own heart. Let, let Isaiah continue talking, God through him. Your feet run to evil. They hasten, hasten to shed what kind of blood? Innocent blood. What's more innocent than the baby in the womb? Mm. What is the most helpless, dependent, innocent creation on the planet? It would be the life in the womb, totally helpless, never even able to voice anything because we hasten to shed innocent blood. Thoughts are of iniquity and devastation and destruction are in their highways. They don't know the way of peace. There's no justice in their tracks. Justice is far from us. Righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light, but behold darkness. The confusion, we can't see clearly. People will not come to the table of reason. We have to come to the table of reason and sit deliberately in the council of the godly. The American people, even church people, don't even seem to recognize the godly. You say, yeah, but God can hit straight with a crooked stick. Sure he can, but he can also hit straight with a yielded vessel and someone who's really praying. And if you've got a person that's out of sync but has potential, isn't it the church's responsibility to speak the truth that even changes someone who could make a positive contribution because of basic strengths? I have said over and over, the church is not ever to be seen as a kingmaker. That was the damage that actually came from some positive things with the moral majority and the person you used to work for with Doc Pat Robertson, all the good things that happened. But when we become an arm of a party or we become the quote kingmaker, mm -hmm. then we have stepped down from our highest calling to proclaim the message of the king to all would-be kings and to all people who must make the decision. Can I just say one thing at that point, James? Here's to me what I think potentially the danger is. I think that resonates with people. You think, yeah, I have seen that trying to be a kingmaker, so I'll just do nothing. And I think that we That's... are in danger at the church at the moment of forgetting who we are and whose we are. And mm -hmm. we think, I don't want to be part of this at all. And we just abdicate our responsibility. Yeah, because we don't think what we call a perfect choice no. or someone that's just got it all right. Remember, the perfect will never run. His name's Jesus. He's not running for office. He's in charge through yielded lives to accomplish his purpose if we're given the chance. And we don't opt out of voting. We're not going to have the perfect choice, but we got to try to find the best choice and we got to stand against anyone that is trying to inspire people to depend on someone as their protector and their provider ultimately other than God. And to ever see 
government of the people suddenly began to dominate, control the people, and the people be taught to depend upon it, they have been taken away from God, headed for as much bondage as Israel experienced. And throughout the ages, when we leave God in his ways, we're in trouble. We don't opt out of this battle. You you had showed me some references yeah. a while ago to I was reading to some, some great stuff thoughts. by um, a guy called Edmund Burke. He was, a, he was a phenomenal man, one of the greatest historians who's ever lived. And this is one of the things he said, nobody makes a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could only do a little. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard from like my son's a student at Texas A&M. A bunch of the students are saying, this is the first year we get to vote. How on earth do we make a difference? Who do we vote for? There's nothing we can do. There's not a good choice out there. What do you say to those who are despairing and feel whatever I can do will not make a difference in the course of the nation? Well, first of all, that? their vote does count, whether they vote or not. If they, if they think things are in a mess now and they don't at least lean toward the one that could possibly make a difference, then they're voting for the other person that they know they, they don't want in office. Not so, acting is actually acting, yeah, not abs- voting is actually absolutely. voting. Mm-hmm. And, and turning your head looking the other way is not going to make it go away. Yeah, It's going to increase. The, yeah. the, all the things that you don't like that are going on now are going to increase if we look the other way. And we have a responsibility as Christians, I think. You, absolutely. You think, oh, well, I'm not involved. You know, I can't get active in all that. Yes, you can. Active in your tears, in your prayers, in your time, just on daily basis, just communicating with people. Let them see the Jesus in you that you so readily accepted that day when you asked him to come into your heart. Let them see him like that light in you. And by that's part of it. Being a light mm-hmm. is part of participating and being and it's involved. Scriptural. It's an absolute scriptural principle. I, I was reading the book of Acts where Paul and Barnabas are appointing elders, appointing those who will lead the people in the church. And what they did was they fasted and prayed and then they voted. Mm -hmm. So some people think, well, this is not even a scriptural principle. It absolutely is. It's a privilege of freedom. Yeah. And every believer, if we would fast and pray, and as you say, Betty, with tears, every single life, every vote makes a difference. And, And I've seen you rise up in this new passion to get people to pray. And, and to get women to gather. Can you imagine if every woman, if every believer in this nation determined that we will weep, we will pray, we and will what fast. what the brokenness that yeah. they feel can do for our world. Yeah. Now, the five billion people, the ladies that you ministered to over the years with Women of Faith, if those five million women who oftentimes you came in the great hurt and very real needs were touched and you were encouraged, you felt hope and many times receive miraculous personal healing uh, emotionally and in, in other ways. If all of you would pray for the healing of the nation, for the healing of the Christian community, the body of Christ to really function like a family submitted to the perfect father, we could see the miracle awakening because no party or politician, our favorite select candidate, however capable they may be, is gonna make it without the wisdom that our founders call divine providence and the wisdom that only comes from above. Betty, I have come into the room so many times in the morning, our family room, and you'll be reading the Bible and weeping. Hmm. And I I wanna ask you because, you know, uh, Jeremiah asked in Lamentations, is it nothing to you, all you that pass by, when you see the things that are precious in ruins? the lack of freedom, even the little ones led away captive by the adversary. 
and you see people in our country and even the church so defeated, so plundered, so beat down, so frustrated, so angry, so hopeless, and I see you weeping. What's going on when I... Well, it's, it's because of God's Word, and His He just comes alive through His Word. His wisdom, His joy, His peace, His comfort, and, and all of that. There's just all the answers are right here and in Him. And when I read that, and I, I, and I see the things that happened in the Old Testament, and I think, this is today. All the devastation, all the ruins, all the heartache, all the, the pettiness, all the things that are separating us and dividing us, is, it's the same things that happen and it's repeating itself. And I think, oh God, let us have ears to hear. Yeah. Bring us to our knees that you can stand us up in your glory and let you shine. And that the that people, I, I just really believe God is so big that people will ask, what's about you that's different? Right. I want that. I see that. That's what I've been looking for. You are right. And you know, the Holy Spirit really told me off this past week because I was listening to some things on the radio and it was one candidate going after another candidate in a really underhanded way. And I found myself saying out loud, I would just like to smack you. And I felt as if the Holy Spirit said, I would rather you got on your knees and prayed for them. Wow. You're forgetting there's a bigger game at stake here. Yeah. You know, it's not just about who ends up in the White House in November. You have men and a woman who are running, who all desperately, as you do, stand in need of the grace and mercy of God. That for every word that comes out of your mouth, there better be a hundred on your knees for every single one of them. And you know what I want to ask all of you to do? And you know, I think most of you know, I've been really consulted by most of the people who run for our office. And one of the reasons is that I don't, I don't endorse. I only endorse principles and the, the foundation stones that I believe are essential for freedom and the walls of protection essential for the best interest of everyone and freedom's interest and the opportunity that freedom affords. If it's for freedom, Christ made us free, Galatians 5.1. That's big to God, that great Old Testament journey that these things happened as an example to us in the New Testament to get these people out of bondage into freedom. It's big to God. God likes his family free. He loves people. He wants us to live free. And, and so I don't endorse only the principles. And that means that all the different candidates may have an interest in what I say, plus the people who happen to support them. But here's the thing, you know, we've got a lot of different Christians who seem to be supporting different ones. Some of them even trying to say, this is God's man. Be very careful there. Uh, don't just interpret everything that sounds like it's a prophetic word or they even say it is. Be careful there. Be very discerning. Remember, I repeat, we're not kingmakers. We have the king. We deliver his message to would-be kings and all people. That's our consistency. Here's what I want you to be careful of. And I know you know what I'm talking about, Sheila, because we've seen some godly people appear to be connecting with someone that doesn't appear to be godly in many of their expressions. And others that seem to be, well, maybe they're inadequate. Maybe they can burn bridges, but they can't build bridges, or they just don't know how to really lead. And yet different Christians are talking to these different ones. I talk to all of them. Here's the deal. Don't, don't judge that person. Think about this. Maybe the Lord has led them to say, you know, we don't know where we're going to end up when the majority makes the choice. The majority could be wrong, but I want to have access to the door, not only to go in the room with that person, but maybe to open the door of their heart where they can actually hear the wisdom of God clearly because I love them. And in my prayers, I'm just going to be there as a source, a channel 
because we don't know exactly where things will end up. That does make sense, doesn't it, Sheila? James, I hope, pe I hope people heard that. That's huge, because I've read so much of people criticizing certain people because they're associated with candidates that they don't agree with, and I think, is there no grace here to think that perhaps this person is hearing from God? That perhaps their interest is more than just who will end up in the White House, Absolutely. but who will speak truth into this person's life? We need to, to learn to say a lot less and pray a lot more. You know, I've been asked, what would you say if you went into the room with so-and-so? What would you say if you got in? And I've answered this very clearly to that person's assistant, to their secretary, to the person closest to them, or even a family member, or people who happen to be trying to communicate. The first thing you're going to know when I get in the room with you, and it won't take but a moment for you to know it, this man loves me. This man loves me very deeply and my family, and this man wants the best for me and my family. You're going to know that. And then I'm going to try to point you to the one who really knows best. And I'm going to try to point you to the, the necessity of placing our hand, our life in the master potter's hand, not just our hand in his, but our life in his hands to shape us into a vessel of honor. And that if we lack that divine direction, divine providence, we're not going to lead well and we won't finish well. I think if you join us in that prayer, I think that'd be a good way for us just to challenge the viewers. You That's agree, wonderful. Betty? You agree, Absolutely. So begin praying. Father, for every person watching right now, let them see more clearly through your eyes. Let them not be condemning and judgmental and unkind and divisive, but to be filled with a spirit of love and wisdom and such compassion and such ability to pray through, to intercede and even communicate truth that we will see our nation transformed by your power to get back on the solid, unshakable foundation of truth. And we will see your family, your church, behave like your children and express your nature for the world to see. In Jesus' name. I want to thank you for listening. Sheila, we uh, are so glad you're on the team. Me too. And you just went to the mission field. And we're going to look in on that. And I want to show you something. See, she's such a part of being called by God as a part of the whole outreaches of life. But her first mission trip, she was deeply moved. And this is something we've never done as a ministry together. But because you see through the eyes of God, I believe this, and you identify with his heart, you just want to extend his hands. Watch this and see if you don't want to be a part of an undeniable miracle. The sky is the limit. It's what we say when we dream of the future. But since his birth, Jeffrey's future was set to be defined by a foot abnormality, commonly known as clubfoot. I used to be self-conscious about playing ball. I always liked that sport, but I could never play it. I was very self-conscious. Two times I tried to get work when I was young, and they didn't give it to me because of that, because I had problems and such. Against the odds, Jeffrey has risen above his circumstance to secure a job and start a family. But when his son was born, Jeffrey was in for a shock that was all too familiar. Although it's not genetic, clubfoot is common enough that Jeffrey's son was also born with a condition. 
I was asking God, why my son? First me, and now my son? Just help me, Lord. I knew a woman that had two kids with the same problem, with the feet. When I see those kids, they touch my heart. Today, there is cause for hope, and Jeffrey's son is being treated. But with thousands of children still suffering from clubfoot, there is much more work to be done. Rise and be healed. Walk. Uh, there's no way you looked at that and not care. We, one of our main mission team members and uh, the older son of uh, Jeannie Rogers and uh, her husband's our executive vice president. Their son had his foot pinned up against his uh, leg. He became such a tremendous father, beautiful family. What a great dad and inspiration, but he became a great athlete. He was just wonderful. He was one of Robin and our daughter's best friends. And then our oldest daughter, she had to have the braces, steel braces, and sleep in them at night. Hers was able to be corrected without having to wear them as extended a time as many of these will. The little tiny infants, uh, Sheila, you saw this when you were there. They get these little bitty shoes. This is the extreme position of finality where they start and start working them out and they reach this. And uh, these uh, are very inexpensive. Uh, $34 gets two of these little braces. That most of the needs can be dealt with this way, but some of it's very severe. And what we're setting out to do right now is to provide 400 major surgeries and uh, those are very expensive. And uh, 10,000 children with these braces, and, and it's in 18 countries, it's like that. That's not unique to the area where you went. But Sheila, you, you got to know this man that was talking about the love, you know, for his son to see that happen, and it, it really got to you. I fell in love with this man because of his love for Christ. He's my brother. And my, I found the doctor and I said to him, can anything be done for the dad? And he said, yeah, but it would be expensive and it would hurt. Mm. And so I really, I really asked the Lord, Lord, could, could we do this as a family? And then I got to go to Jeffrey and I said to him, literally what Jesus said, do you want to get well? I said, it'll hurt Jeffrey, it'll take a while to heal. Right. If you saw the hope in that man's eyes. And so Christian, my son, he came with me. We were able to actually say, you know what? We're gonna pay for Jeffrey's surgery. Mm. And we're gonna fly back and we're gonna bring you your first pair of shoes, dude. <laughs> He's never worn a pair of shoes in his life. We can do this, it makes a difference. And that surgery was $5,000. And she walked in here today with that check, plus another check to say, there's so many other things I wanna do. And it wasn't like, because see, we're pretty close to Sheila and we know that a lot of things have been changed in her life. That was not something very simple to do. And Christian is in his first year at A&M. That's not insignificant either. So you start talking about walking through college. God moved on your heart. And Sheila, here's the thing I know. And we only share that testimony because we emptied our pockets more than once overseas just to keep things going in meager ways. And the missionaries do the same thing. But we came home and we found you. And the missionaries said, if you tell the people that watch you, they'll keep us here and we won't be empty handed we can do it. 
And we've been able to because of our viewers. Absolutely. We really count on you joining with us in everything that we bring to you. And we will continue to bring needs to you because that's what we're about. We're about reaching out and helping. We've been blessed, so we want to bless others. And I just love these little shoes because this is the stage we'd love to get to the children before they're walking and start correcting their little feet so that when they get ready to walk, they can walk straight. <laughs> and these little braces at this early age, uh, you know, they're uh, $34 for two of them. Uh, $68, you got four little kids' braces. Think about that. Isn't that, isn't that a wonderful opportunity? $102, you got six little kids that are going to have the biggest smile. You just change your whole future for them. And then the serious surgeries, who want to do it? In 18 countries, we're working. And you know what? You determine what we're able to do. Would you go to lifetoday.org online? Take your bank card and make the gift God puts on your heart. Would you do that? Whatever it is. Because you're just giving the life and love of God. And we're going to be telling them about Jesus. They're going to see Jesus in your expressions of love and these doctors and mission workers. And we want to send you some gifts to just say thank you and want to bless you in your journey. Or you can dial the number and use that bank card like a check. Would you do that? Thank you so much for making the call. Thank you for going online making the gift. You are blessing someone big time. Children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces, $68 will provide for four children, and $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, 800 or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the Journal Edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our 2016 commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Yeah, I want to just say thanks. What, what happened with you and Jeffrey? What, what? Well, I said to him, you know, buddy, the day you saw your son, you went outside and you cried at God, do you hear my prayer? And I said, Jeffrey, here we are. <laughs> and I'm going to go back to America and I'm going to tell all our people about you and we're going to answer the prayers of all these dads and little ones and moms crying wow. out. And see, that's exactly what we're doing. We're coming back to you to see prayers. Answered. Remember, you can be an answer to someone's prayer. You can be the miracle they hope for. You really are. You truly are an expression of the heart of God. You are the extension of his hands. Thank you for doing it. Thanks for watching Life Today. Encourage your friends to watch. And by the way, get insight and inspiration. Stream, S-T-R-E-A-M dot org. Check it out every day. Sheila's there a lot.
Ambassadors for Life are people like you who see need in the world and want to do something about it. Contact us to start a fundraiser today and change someone's future. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.